Hi, I'm your host, Mark Stenson. In addition to these podcast interviews, I facilitate patient-doctor listening research, known as Innovate Groups. These panels have four patients and four doctors and provide an opportunity to observe and improve the interactions that lie at the heart of effective health care. I've created an ebook on this Innovate Group method, and I'd like to offer you a download. It includes real-life case studies to underscore the power of better patient-doctor listening. So visit biosciencebridge.com to download your ebook, Innovate Group Revolutions. Now, before I welcome today's guest, here's a familiar voice on an important health topic. Hi, I'm Peyton Manning, and I'm partnering with the American Red Cross this year to tackle blood shortages. Giving blood's important because every two seconds, someone actually needs blood, and unfortunately, only like 3% of the U.S. population donates. So we have to step up to give and to make sure there's plenty of blood available for those in need. Visit redcrossblood.org to get in the game and make an appointment to give. Welcome to The Patient Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey. Featuring interviews with healthcare leaders and patient advocates. Here's your host, best-selling author, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends and colleagues, to our podcast, The Patients Speak where we're combining the science and business of healthcare with the patient voice to make sure we're accelerating the patient's journey from diagnosis to wellness. This is episode number 38, and it marks the start of our new season of the podcast. So today, I'm reviewing the book, Patient Activation, The Four Steps to Going from Awareness to Activation, which I co-authored recently with Bob Bowers. Bob and I wrote this book to be a resource for healthcare professionals, and patients alike, as it provides a practical, actionable framework for improving patient engagement and activation. I want to thank Bob and his company, 83Bar, for supporting the start of this podcast in Season 1. It was this book that inspired the podcast. We wanted to create a platform of real-life examples of patient activation as well as a channel to hear what's really on the patient's mind. So that's why in this episode, I'll give you an overview of the book, but also key examples from guests on our last season of the podcast. Plus, I'll look ahead at guests we'll be talking to in season two. Now, before we jump into the book, let me remind you to listen to the end of this episode when I'll share a special offer to get a copy of the book, Patient Activation. As our thanks for listening to the podcast. Now, let's get started by reviewing the five key points highlighted in our book, Patient Activation. Key point number one is, to establish the foundation, we define the term patient activation right up front. Quote, patient activation is the process of helping patients become active participants in their own healthcare journey. End quote. This sets the tone for the entire book as it emphasizes the importance of patient engagement and empowerment. Bob and I argued that by helping patients become more active in their own care, healthcare providers can improve outcomes, reduce costs, and enhance the overall patient experience. Now, this point was echoed by one of our guests on the podcast, Howard Brown. He said, don't go it alone. Get support. Find." Resilience, he called it. 
through others like family, partners, even the payers when the going gets tough. He said that activation would lead to greater resilience. Now, key point number two, the steps of patient activation. Now, the book is organized in sections with each chapter outlining one of the steps in the patient activation process. Now, for this summary, let me highlight the first two steps, locate and educate. The locate chapter discusses the first steps in the patient activation process, which is locating the patients in need. We emphasize the importance of identifying prospective patients early in their search for healthcare solutions. It begins with pinpointing patients early in their search. The methods used in this step are designed to identify patients who are expressing concerns, raising questions, and showing a desire to seek healthcare assistance. A coordinated campaign can involve social media, landing pages, symptom assessments, and data collection, all employed to attract and locate prospective patients. Next are the factors in this creative campaign. Now, when developing social media ad campaigns, factors like connections, honesty, ease of understanding, and motivation are considered. The use of relevant lifestyle graphics and captivating medical illustrations, along with an emotional connection, is found to be most attention-getting. Now, the call to action for prospects is to self-select into a funnel just by clicking Learn More. We've all done it online. Then comes the assessment quiz and data collection. Now, health risk assessment in the form of a survey is used to engage prospective patients. A questionnaire should include value to the survey taker, but the questions are much like what a nurse educator would use to assist the patient in their search if they had a chance to have a live interaction. Completing the questionnaire grants permission for, say, a nurse or another trained agent to reach out and review the answers facilitating the patient's healthcare journey. Overall, locating the patients early and personalizing the interactions and leveraging the data are essential for successful patient activation. There's a whole chapter providing examples in various medical areas highlighting the effectiveness of patient activation campaigns and the process in diagnostics, medical devices, therapeutics, and services. Now, in Season 1, there was an episode of the podcast where I interviewed Bob Bowers and a partner company executive, Matt Schwartz. They discussed how they applied this step of the patient activation process. Matt Schwartz is the CEO of Virgo, and he said, yes, automation and AI are tools that will improve outcomes and smooth out the clinical workflows, but it all begins with identifying patients at their earliest interaction. Now, in the case of Matt and his company, it's in endoscopies and colonoscopies. Anytime a patient is expressing a desire to receive more information about their health, like a diagnostic test, it's a perfect opportunity to identify them to help along their journey. Now, the next chapter in the patient activation book is the step on the process called Educate. Education in the patient activation process is a collaborative hybrid approach 
where both the healthcare provider and the patient are engaged in a learning process. The initial step involves the prospective patient filling out their risk assessment questionnaire to articulate what their needs and goals would be. The speed of response to this questionnaire is crucial in providing timely assistance to the patient, as they want immediate answers and support. We've often found the traditional healthcare system can be inefficient and costly, leading to patients receiving redundant tests and diagnoses. A more effective system involves human intervention, gathering all the facts and providing curated solutions to guide the patient through the process. Tailoring this educational process based even on the patient's personality type can improve the effectiveness of patient activation. We've all seen how different personality types or different learning styles can respond differently to different educational strategies. But one common ingredient is empathy. Empathy is a key trait for healthcare providers in the education process. We've heard time and time again that understanding the patient's needs, goals, desires, even fears can help in creating a personalized education plan. Because after all, the goal of education is not just to inform, but to empower the patient to make an informed decision about their health care, leading to a better outcome for both the patient and the provider. So if you heard the episode of the podcast with guest Andrea Wilson-Woods, you heard her story of patient advocacy and how she emphasized the point of education leading to empowerment. Andrea told me that's why she started the Liver Cancer Advocacy Group and the Cancer University that she sponsors. Now, let's highlight the next key point of the book. Patient activation is not just a one-time event, but an ongoing process. This really highlights the importance of ongoing engagement and support for the patient. Again, Bob and I suggest that patient activation, not just a one-time event, but an ongoing process, because it really requires ongoing support and encouragement. One of the strengths of this book <laughs> we found is the practical approach. We really tried to offer clear and actionable steps that patients can take to become more engaged in their health care. We also provided real-world examples and case studies that illustrate the benefits of patient activation making the concepts more relatable and more relevant to readers like you. Now, this ongoing process was emphasized in the podcast in my interviews with Kelly Walbert of Horizon Therapeutics and Alicia Lawrence of Nord. Kelly Walbert described several ethnographic studies that their company conducts where they actually go into the patient's home or office or into a provider's clinic to really see how the products are being used, how they fit into the life, how they can be improved. And the ongoing process of this ethnography research really helps their company tune in to the patient's life and lifestyle. Alicia told me about the patient's services that Nord offers to resolve real-world, sometimes very logistical challenges. And having these patient service uh, counselors available for these rare disease patients makes a real difference and, as we've said, is an ongoing process. Now, for key point number four from the book Patient Activation, 
There's a quote in the book that says, quote, healthcare providers must shift from a paternalistic approach to a more collaborative approach with patients, end quote. This really underscores the need for a shift away from healthcare providers thinking they have all the control in patient care. Bob and I wrote that healthcare providers must move away from this approach where they make all the decisions for the patients. Instead, they should adopt a more collaborative approach where they work together with patients to make decisions and develop care plans together. Another objective of the book is that we wanted to focus on patient-centered care. We emphasize the importance of listening to patients' needs and preferences and working collaboratively with healthcare providers to develop a personalized care plan. This approach empowers patients to take a more active role in their own care, which can lead to better outcomes and greater satisfaction with the healthcare experience. Now, in season one of the podcast, I spoke with two guests who highlighted this approach. Dr. Alan Viscanian of Cedar sinai Primary Care told me he involves patients and families and then teaches other physicians and other providers in their group really the power of empathy. He emphasized this word empathy quite a bit in our interview. Another guest was Michael Sapienza of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance. He underscored this when he said, patients, even people testing before they're diagnosed and become labeled as patients, can arm themselves with research and information, and that's going to be the key of a more collaborative treatment plan. Point number five that is the last major theme of the book. It's a call to action for the entire ecosystem. Patient activation has the potential to transform healthcare by putting patients at the center of the care process. This excerpt from the book really speaks to the transformative potential of patient activation. Bob and I really feel that putting patients at the center of the care process, improving outcomes, that we can all reduce costs and enhance the overall patient experience. This was also reinforced by two guests on the podcast. Dr. Mark Pemintel of the MAST program at Cedar sinai was identifying new diagnostics and new treatments that could be researched for advancement of care. And Cassandra Wee of Heal Mary, who is developing a database and a real search tool to connect patients with clinical trials. Both of these guests found the transformative potential of getting patients at the center of the process. So these are the major points of the book that I wanted to share with you today. Overall, patient activation was written to be an informative and actionable resource for healthcare providers and patients alike. By emphasizing the importance of patient empowerment and engagement and providing a practical framework for achieving these goals, Bob and I hope to create a valuable resource that has the potential to transform healthcare for the better. And as I mentioned, it was the real inspiration for this podcast in offering practical advice and strategies and stories of patients who take charge of their health. The years of expertise that Bob and I bring to the book, as well as the real-world examples uh, of our guests and interviews on the podcast, I hope will make the concepts more accessible and applicable to a wide range of readers 
and listeners of the podcast. Now, as promised, I want to share with you a special offer to get your copy of Patient Activation. Of course, there's a paperback version available on Amazon, but we also made a Kindle ebook available for download for only 99 cents. Now, that's a limited time offer. If you go to Amazon, you'll see the two versions. See a paperback, and then you'll see the ebook for only 99 cents. I also put the link in our show notes of this episode. So I wanted to thank you again for joining this episode and for your support and your listening to the podcast week after week. I invite you to come back for new interviews now in season two. Coming up, I have interviews with the CEO of a global brand company on her own journey with panic disorders. I'll be talking with two companies who are advancing digital health solutions, plus a researcher, patient strategist, and a medical director at biotech and pharma companies who will talk about how their companies are evolving and focusing on improving the patient experience. So I hope to see you soon in upcoming episodes. For now, I'm Mark Stenson, and we'll be continuing our conversations with healthcare leaders from industry, patient advocacy groups, and clinical researchers to learn what we need to hear when the patients speak. Thanks for listening to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey with best-selling author Mark Stinson. Our podcast is hosted on Captivate.fm so you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode of The Patients Speak. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host another show you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's a top-rated podcast featuring interviews with creators around the world. We help you gain the confidence and connections to launch your creative work out into the world. Look for Unlocking Your World of Creativity on your favorite podcast app.